Hello there, uh, my name's Brian Heath and I'd like to welcome every one of you that is watching to our online service this morning. We want to start this morning by praying that God uh, not only looks over you but that he will speak to you and that he will really begin to move in your life and in my life in this season that we are in. The message, the title of the message is the leadership of the Spirit of God. Can we pray together? Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our midst as our most honoured guest this morning. We thank you that you are not only the Lord God of heaven and our Saviour, you are also our teacher and our guide. And Father, this morning we pray that you would lead us and that you would guide us. We also pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding and that that we would begin to see the incredible hope of our calling, the incredible possib possibilities that you have set before each one of us. Lord God, not only in our own lives, but in this city, in this region of Gippsland and right throughout this generation. Father, we give you thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, the message is called being led by the Spirit of God. And this is such an important thing that as we learn to follow God, that we really learn to hear his voice and that we learn to respond to him and follow him. I wanted to read from uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 8 this morning. And it says, So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the Spirit, sorry, if we live according to the flesh, we will die. But if you live according to the uh, but if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So that's a powerful uh, passage of Scripture. And you know, it's really saying that we very much have a choice, that we can live according to the flesh, which is the natural inclination. But when we are born again, the Spirit of God comes to live on the inside of us, and we now become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the greatest mystery that we could uh, ever, hardly ever begin to understand that what it really means to be a Christian and a new creation, as the Bible calls us, is that God, the God who created the heavens, has come and he has deposited his very own spirit on the inside of us. And if you read the words of Scripture again and again and again, you begin to see the powerful potential of the Christian life. This message is actually part of a series that I'm doing, have been doing called uh, The Rising of the Romans 8 Company. And uh, it's a theme that goes right through Romans chapter 8. So our life begins, our life starts, or our life with God, when we receive Jesus. I remember the day that I received Jesus. My wife and myself on our honeymoon received Jesus into our life. 
Uh, that is the beginning. It's not only receiving Jesus into our own mind, but it is really that place where we begin to open up our heart and we give our heart over to him. And according to the scripture in John chapter 1, verse 12, right at that point, to as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. So the minute you open your life to him, you have become a child of God. This is a very exciting thing. And I remember back to those days where I knew that God had done something on the inside. I wasn't sure about a whole lot of things, but I knew my life with God had begun. This is the beginning of the potential and hope of our new life in Christ. So God is our father and now we are his children. We are becoming his sons and daughters. When you are a parent and you experience, you know, particularly as being a father, uh, you know, having a child is a wonderful thing. But as they grow and as they begin to achieve in adulthood, you know, it is like you see that happen and you see your children achieve, you see them break through. A smile can break out on a father's face as you see that happens. And it's like the buttons on your shirt begin to pop, as they say. Let's read from the scripture. In Psalm 127, verse 35. Behold, children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the city gate. That is Psalm 127 verse 5 or 3 to 5. And it's very much talking about parenting, how our own children will grow up, you know, and they'll become like arrows in the hand of a warrior and they will take a place of leadership and even speak with their enemies at the city gate. So it's wonderful to see our sons and daughters rise into their God-given place. And it can also be heartbreaking when the opposite happens. What I'm saying this morning is that each life is a potential. When someone receives Christ into their life, that is the beginning. And sometimes along the way we have setbacks, but God still has a future. And I really believe that we shouldn't be too concerned or anxious about what happens along the way. Like sometimes we you know, can have setbacks with health or finance or whatever, but God is still in control. And this is part of the amazing process that God uses to bring us from childhood, brings us to adulthood in the spirit where we become his very own sons and daughters. And God, like a parent, like a father or a mother, is looking over his children and he's really wanting us to grow up. He's really wanting us to go to the next level. The heart of this message is... He is that we can become all that he has called us to be. And, uh, and that is to be his very own sons and daughters. And there is a pathway there. And we don't naturally know what that is. I remember when we became Christians on our honeymoon 42 years ago. We started this journey out together. We wanted to follow God with our whole hearts. But we didn't understand that it was not just a decision that we make. It is also a pathway. 
And there is also a process. And then God brings us to this place. It is like God prepares us. He takes us through the good and the bad. And some amazing things that have happened since we found the Lord. You know, we found a great church in Bendigo and then Albury. And we had great people around us. You know, when we were just uh, new Christians who really encouraged us. And then we came into the Gippsland area and it was like we came into a real process. And you know, the things that happened in our life were not always good or easy. But they are the things that God uses to bring you and to bring me from being a child in the Lord. You know, God does not want us just to stay his little children forever. He wants us to become his very own sons and daughters. And you know, if you were to ask me what that means is, is that you as a believer in Christ can have a very real relationship with him where he is not only a God out there that you just believe in, but you have got a working relationship with him. You are relating to him. And uh, that's incredible because he's beginning to speak to you. He's beginning to lead you. Uh, one of the big steps in our walk with God was when we were in Albury, and you know, we really began to pray and seek God out about the future that he had for us. And I remember in a dream that God uh, showed me a valley with lights in it. And I knew that God was taking me to a place. And uh, for a season, you know, God brought us through the Latrobe Valley. And I, I remember the first time that we ever drove into this region by night, I saw what I'd seen in the dream probably 12 months before and I knew that God had brought me into the next stage of development in my life. So the point is this morning, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And we really need to learn to hear God, to, to seek God out, to, to hear his voice. And at some stage in the uh, you know, next month or so, we, we hopefully I'll get to do a message on really hearing the voice of the Lord. Uh, but you know, when we begin to pick up what God wants for our life and we, and we follow uh, his voice, we follow his instructions, we are taking steps towards sonship. And the scripture says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. Now in our life, we can be led by a whole lot of things. We can be led by circumstances. Uh, we can be led by emotions. We can be led by the culture. Uh, you know, we can be led by trends. But God does not you know, while some of those things are very dynamic, very powerful, and maybe even important, God wants us more than that to be led by his Spirit. And when God finds a generation that are truly led by his Spirit, that generation can become so impacted. If you go back through um, Romans chapter 8, it always talks. It's, there's a theme in here. Those that are led by the flesh... You know, they're Christians, good people, but still following the flesh. It's sort of like haven't really realized the full potential of what God has for them. And they're stuck and, and you know, maybe stuck in a habit or, uh, or a negative rut or a circumstance and don't see the way out of that. It's called living in the flesh. But then the Bible says, but we can live by the Spirit. 
and we can begin to follow the Spirit of the Lord. And we can begin to break out of the circumstances. We can become a better person. We can become a stronger person. The dynamic of the spirit life on the inside is beginning to change us from the inside out. I think this is one of the things about this scripture. It goes back a little bit further and it says, If the same spirit is, uh, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then he'll give life to you. He'll give life to your mortal body. And it's the same spirit. It's not a lesser spirit. When we are born again, when God comes to live on the inside, we have not received a lesser spirit. We have received the same spirit, the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And he is going to take us on this pathway to sonship. But there is always a choice. Every day when we get out of the room, when we get out of bed, we have a choice whether we are going to tune ourselves into the Spirit of the Lord and we're going to follow Him. You know, what began in the upper room 2,000 years ago is the amazing day in history. Jesus has walked the earth for a little over three years. He is God revealed in the flesh. And we know that He went to the cross and paid the price for mankind's sin there. But after three days, God raised him up and it was, he was raised by the Spirit of God. And that is the Spirit that we have on the inside of us. So, on Pentecost Day, when fullness of Pentecost had come, the 120 are gathered in the upper room waiting for the promise and God poured out his Spirit and empowered the church. The church was brought together the church was born and the nations, the transformation of nations began right from that point. What began in the upper room 2,000 years ago was the first fruits. It was a foretaste what God was going to do in every nation before Jesus returns. And it was the first generation of believers that were born again. See, Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. But that day, 120 other believers were adopted into the family of God. And then the very next day, 3,000 and then 5,000 after that. It was the first generation of powered up believers. It was the beginning generation. It was the alpha generation. But this generation that is on the earth now is like a finishing generation. In other words, what Jesus started in the upper room when he poured out the Holy Spirit, when the Father poured out the Holy Spirit from heaven, this generation on the earth will complete it in each generation. This is the beginning of the full harvest. That was the first fruits. 120 in the upper room, 3,000 the next day, 5,000, and then the Word of God rippled out across the region. But now there is going to be an incredible harvest wherever this Romans 8 company of believers begin to rise on the earth. According to Romans 8, 19, it says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. And we will do a full message on exactly what that means. But right now we see creation groaning. We have problems all around us. We have people struggling, uh, you know, to keep their businesses going. Uh, 
We have people, uh, you know, going through all sorts of struggle and strife, putting that aside. You know, it is quite amazing what is happening and the difficulty that people are going from. This is the earnest expectation. You know, sometimes people are crying on the inside and they're thinking there must be something better than this. You know, if there is a God out there, then help me. And people are like that sometimes. And that is the, you know, that is the God consciousness. That is the human spirit on the inside of them that is calling out to God. And uh, it seems like the whole of the creation is saying, you know, let the sons of God return. Let Jesus return. There must be an answer. So it's like as God begins to mature us as sons and daughters, then we can become not just a presence in that generation, but a powerful answer. This morning, I want you to know that there are some incredible results of being led by the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God, when He begins to arrest us, when He begins to lead us, and I just want to come back for a moment because I want to show you how this happened to me. I remember being in the church in Albury, and we loved that church, but there was like a time where God really began to engage with me and stir me, and I began to really go to God and really pray, and God began to speak to me about the future that was coming for me. And from that minute, it was like God began to take me on a prophetic journey. And this is what he wants to do for us all. God does not want you to remain a child. God does not want to, you know, churches full of believers that just go there on a Sunday. God wants to bring us to the next stage. So there are some incredible things that happen that are results of being led by the Spirit of the Lord. And the number one, the first one this morning, is that when, the, when we are led by the Spirit of the Lord, He will lead us from where we are and begin to upgrade us. This is amazing. Because, you know, from where God brought me to now, I'm a different person. God wants to upgrade us. Uh, one of the... Uh, uh, chapters in the Bible that we have gone through a lot in recent times is Act chapter 19. And in Acts chapter 19, verse 1, it says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. So just wherever you are, just take a moment and say that after me. Some disciples. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you received, when you believed? And they said, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who should come after him, that is Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Now this is amazing, because you see, here we have just a group of people, just, just a dozen of them. You know, probably in, you know, something like resembled a lounge room and that was their home church. 
but they had not heard of the Holy Spirit. You know, this morning we are talking about being led by the Holy Spirit, but they didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. I am convinced that this is the way that so many believers are. They've heard about the Holy Spirit, but they haven't really received the Holy Spirit in. Or maybe if they have, it's sort of like they keep part of their heart reserved. And, you know, they're not really breaking into the fullness of God's potential for them. But when Paul came into this area, he found some disciples. You know, disciples are people that want to follow. They want to go to the next level. And they were looking for something. And here Paul came in and he laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And it says that they spoke with tongues. Wow, that's a bit out there. They spoke in tongues. And they prophesied. Do you know this is normal, everyday Christian life that God wants to bring us to this place? Wow, you know, when I found out that God had more than just the religious framework that I was raised in, it, was, it opened something up for me. And God wants to bring us to that next level. He wants to upgrade us. He wants to put a new technology on the inside of us so that we can go much further. See, when God came into this realm of Ephesus, into this place, he was going to take that 12 people in that lounge room and he was going to raise up an army in the city. And you know what? Just over a little, of, uh, over three years, he did exactly that. And, and according to the scripture, the word, that, you know, through a number of stages, which we will talk about from time to time, it says that the word of the Lord prevailed and grew mightily. You know, everybody in the whole region heard. God took them from the lounge room. He took them into the classroom, the school of Tyrannus, and then he took them in to invade the marketplace. So as we commit to move forward... There is always a spiritual upgrade and an enlargement of our capacity. You know, so many of us are living under our God-given potential. We haven't had our eyes open to the potential. And God often takes us from the realm of comfort to the realm of conflict. You know, we are living in days of conflict. And sometimes we can think, oh, wow, that can't be God. Do you know what? When Jesus was baptized, the Spirit of the Lord, according to the Scripture, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. He returned from, he returned from the Jordan in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, or by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit led him out into the wilderness to be tested, to be tempted by Satan. So sometimes, you know, our life can break out into conflict. And we think, hey, something's gone wrong. Well, maybe if it's our own foolishness that has brought us there, that is the case. But I know at times I've been just going along, minding my, my own business, and all of a sudden there's conflict and it breaks out around you. Well, do you know what? It doesn't mean anything's gone wrong at all because it's God that brings his sons and daughters into that place so he can test us, so he can make us stronger and, you know, after 40 days of testing in the wilderness, Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. And man, that is when there was a real breakout around about him. So number one this morning, 
The first result of being led by the Spirit of God is that he will lead us from where we are and begin to upgrade us. So that is where we need to on the inside of us always realize there's another level. There's another level that we can find. You know, if you are just an ordinary believer, you can have a breakthrough in your life. You can find him again. If you're in a rut, you can make a decision to get out of that rut and have a renewal, have a personal revival in your life. So the Spirit of God will lead us from where we are and begin to upgrade us. So the second result of being uh, uh, led by the Spirit of God this morning is that when the Holy Spirit comes in to our life and he begins to lead us, he will begin to open up the realm of the Spirit to us. You know, so many of us see what we see. We see the natural, but we know that there is the Spirit realm. And, uh, you know, God wants to show us that. It's, uh, it's really amazing, you know, because faith begins to see into the realm of the Spirit. It sees things that we don't see. And God wants to show us that. He wants to open up that incredible realm to us. And in uh, Acts chap chapter 9, and it's recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the account of where Paul was called up into the third heaven and God showed him. You know, he showed him the realm of the Spirit. So when Paul came back into his body, and, you know, when he went through his process and he became the Apostle Paul, he was praying that people would be able to see what he saw. And I want to help you with that this morning, because sometimes we just can't see into the realm of the Spirit. We see the natural. We see the limitations. We see, you know, what's happening around us. We see... Uh, people that are broken and we see all these problems but God wants us to see the potential he wants us to see with the eyes of faith and in uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 these are the words of Paul speaking to the church now I want to remind you that Paul had already been called up into what he called the third of heavens, and he saw the realm of the Spirit. He saw the principalities and powers. He saw the beginning to the end. It was like he was given a bird's eye view of the heavens and of the eternal realm. Now he's come back and he's dealing with a small group of disciples in Ephesus. And he prays a prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, verse 19. He says, I pray that you would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and that the eyes of your understanding would be open. Paul was praying that the eyes of the church would be open so that they could see what he had seen. When we allow the spirit of God to really lead us, God will begin to open the realm of the Spirit to us. I can say that because this is really what does happen. There's a couple of thoughts about this. This is the by byproduct of being open to the Holy Spirit, responsive and willing to follow Him. Human reality is we see what we see. We feel what we feel and we experience what we experience. But spiritual reality is we can see what God sees. The scripture says God calls those things that be not as though they were. God sees. He understands. 
and he calls things that be not as though they were. This is faith in action. That's spiritual reality. And in uh, uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, God calls the Apostle John up into the realm of the Spirit. He says, come up here and I will show you things that must take place. Do you know what? This is the place that God wants us to come to. He wants us to experience his presence that much. So that's, uh, you know, what happens. He begins to open up the realm of the Spirit. This is the natural realm. Uh, But, you know, it's funny when you think of this because there is another realm, and that is the realm of the unseen. And the Bible says that God calls those things that be not as though they were. In fact, everything that is in existence came from that realm, the realm of the Spirit. The third thing that happens when we begin to be led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give us access to the mind of Christ. And I just wanted to read that for you. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because, see, you know, when we start out, we have a natural mind. But the Bible talks about having our mind renewed day by day. And God wants to change the way that we think. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it's a fabulous chapter. Firstly, in verse 9, it says, uh, actually, I'll read from verse 6. It says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, but not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the hidden wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know, what this means is that Jesus came into the world and he was talking with heavenly wisdom. But the men who were the hearers were living in a natural realm and they couldn't get it. And they crucified him. But verse 9 says this, I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. In other words, if we walk with God closely enough, if we allow his spirit to lead us, we can begin to see the unseen realm. The natural mind cannot receive the things of God. A little bit further down in verse 14, it says, but the natural mind does not receive the things of God. It's like, they, you know, our mind can be so natural in a sense that we don't get it, we don't understand it. Two people can hear the word of God. One gets it, one doesn't. Two people can hear this message. One gets it, one, one doesn't. But the natural man does not receive the things of God for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So you see, God wants to take our mind and as we walk with him, as we spend time in his word, as we pray, as we fellowship with other people, as we begin to listen to the apostolic doctrine, our life can become changed. Our mind can become changed. Our mind can be changed as we wait on him. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 23, it says this talks about the new man 
and how, you know, uh, people walk in the futility of their mind. Uh, but going down to verse 23, it talks about that this, the, our mind can be renewed. Uh, our mind or the spirit of our mind can be renewed. Remarkable how your mind can change. And I know that over years, my mind has been renewed. So I understand much, much more in a spiritual sense what God is doing and what he wants to do. This is so very powerful. And this is what we need to do. We need to wait on God. Spend time pursuing God, saying, God, what are you wanting me to do? Which direction are you wanting me to go? This is called waiting. You know, it's like entwining your life around him. Uh, receiving, we need to spend time receiving. Meditating, you know, it is like taking the word into your life, really seeking him out, and then it is acting in positive faith. You know, back in Albury, uh, you know, uh, 36, 37 years ago, Lynn and myself really started to pray our future, about our future, and God began to speak. And he began to lead us in a pathway. And that pathway has brought us to this place. And now we see a lot of great things beginning to happen around us because this is how God works. You see, when we begin to wait you know, uh, point number three is the Spirit of God will give us access to the mind of Christ. He will change the way that we think. As we wait on Him and we begin to receive into our life and meditate on the instructions God's give us and we act in positive faith, anything will become possible. The last point I wanted to bring you to this morning. It's the incredible results of being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will always lead us to none other than Jesus. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Son of the living God. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us will continually bring us back to Christ. Even when we begin to drift and make mistakes, the Spirit of the Lord on the inside of us will bring us back to our purpose. You know, I want to encourage you this morning because maybe... Uh, you've been a little bit away from God or maybe you've been in church and you know that there's this real struggle going on the inside. Why don't you this morning make a commitment on the inside of you that you really want to be led by the Spirit of God? You know, as we finish, I wanted to say this. There are two types of believers. There are those that have remained as children but there are others who somewhere along the line, they determined in their heart that they were going to be a spirit-led believer. And God brings them to this place of sonship. Do you know what? That is what God wants for you. He wants you to be first. He wants you to be born again. He wants, the, he wants to come along and he wants to join himself to you. He wants his spirit to come onto the inside of you and make your spirit live. That is being born again. And then he wants to walk with you, partnership with you, live with you until you become his very own son, his very own daughter. Why don't we just pray together this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. And we thank you that you are calling us into a better place. Lord God, it's like the word of God, you know, when we look through the scripture, it's always talking about better future, better uh, you know, the, the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former and that there are better promises in the New Testament. 
And I believe for every person that is hearing this word this morning, there is better ahead if we can just begin to pick up what you were saying this morning. Father, I pray that you would raise up in our own church spirit-led believers, uh, many sons and daughters who are led by the Spirit of God. They're not led by emotion. They're not led by the culture of the day or the trends, but they are led by none other than the Spirit of God. Father, we just give you thanks. And for those that have never really received Christ into your life this morning, if you've never ever really done that, you're not sure that if you died today that you would really go to be with him. You know what? That can be changed. And that is what happens when we are born again. And I just simply want you, would invite you to pray with me as this. As I say the words, you just repeat them after me and God will really begin to come into your life. Just pray these words after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I understand that he died for me on the cross, shedding uh, his own blood as the full price of my redemption. Jesus, come into my life. Live on the inside of me. Make me your temple so that I can be truly born again. Heavenly Father, I choose from this day to follow you wholeheartedly, to be first born again, and then to become your true son, your true daughter. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I just wanted to thank you for being with us today. It's been great, and I hope that word has come across to you. This has been my own life's experience and the experience of many people in our church that God wants to bring you further into his destiny. So uh, thanks for being with us. Keep tuned in, and please subscribe to our channel. And if you put, uh, uh, you know, just uh, touch the bell there on YouTube, it'll uh, just give you a little indicator when uh, future messages come up. And we would love you to join us. So uh, just have a great day, a wonderful day, and God bless you very much. Amen.